Hello and welcome to Breaking Late. I'm your host, Michael, and joining me this week is Mitch. How are you, mate? I'm pretty good, mate. Yourself? Yeah, good. Thank you for filling in. And um, sorry to everyone, we didn't get an episode recorded last week. It was uh, logisticals. Um, by the time I arrived in, we were down at the Gold Coast. Um, I flew in Tuesday. I had to go to work, sort out some stuff. JD was actually extremely crook all week last week. So it's just the way it was. I think I'm very surprised. This is our 103rd episode, and it's the first time we failed to record one. So, um, not a bad run. <laughs> not a bad run. Not a bad run. You know, maybe Gary Rogers may have stepped in there and told us you're not needed now. Uh, yeah. You missed that one meeting. Yeah. You didn't, but done didn't in true GRM style. Next week, yeah. I'm back at it. <laughs> Yeah, that was really strange. That was, wasn't it? Super strange. Like, what? Wait, what? We got to the track on Sunday morning and reading things at eight thirty in the morning, saying that he's not driving. Yeah, it was so. And then was it O'Keefe filled in? Hey, yeah, Dylan O'Keefe jumped in the car and did a thirty or twenty minute practice slash qualifying session because he'd never driven the car before. <laughs> he did well, all right though, didn't he? Like, yeah, yeah, he did a pretty good job. Considered. But considering the track, like here's your first main game race, have fun at the yeah. Gold Coast where there's only walls. Ask Chaz. Mm. Oh, god, that was it was, that was crazy. So, super disappointing, especially for you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I I picked Chaz, thinking, "Yep, this is good." And then I was thinking, "Oh, look at his his top of the chart. Like he's going to go out last." This should be a good run. I think I'm on for a good haul of points this weekend. And no. It was just like, it was so strange to watch. Like, we didn't just see him drive straight into that wall. Like, obviously, it understeered and just not. Yeah, we clipped the inside and then he just lost it and just bang. He's not having a good run for Chaz. No. No. And it was just weird to see that they just packed up the car and was like, we're done. But I think I've watched a bit more. I saw a, since the race, and yeah, that yeah, car was yeah. very damaged. Well, yeah, and I've seen, like, just watching the video from where it shows from behind, how hard it hits the wall, and the whole rear end jumps up off the road, too. Like, yeah, it probably did bend the entire thing. Like, yeah. It did, but it did kind of feel like, oh, well, you're not going to be here next year. What are we going to bother for anyway? But, yeah, that was apparently... Chaz has never had it. That was the only new chassis that Chaz has had. Like, and that was like very old. Like that's his, I think that was being his FGX chassis as well. That All car. Right. So it, it done a lot of races that one. And I believe the chassis that is getting now for next, this weekend at Sandown is the same chassis that Thomas Randall drove at the bend, which was the first Falcon Car of the Future chassis. So he's wow. not even getting a new one there. Yeah, he's gone for sure. <laughs> well, isn't that kind of like, it's not really. Do you think fair. it's weird that they haven't announced anything yet? Like, I think it is kind of strange because I kind of thought it would have happened, you know, around the Gold Coast. Like, what's the bet? January 1, boom, there's your announcement. Yeah, maybe Tickford's just like, nah, you can't say nothing because stuff you. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's something. It's like it's the worst kept secret there is. Like everyone knows he's not there. Yeah, and I think it, it's a bit like when Frosty left. Like 
you can sort of look at that as a mistake, but you also see that the, he just had to go. Like, mm. He would have survived another year there. Another driver that has to go is bloody um, LeBrock. What about that on the weekend, last weekend? Oh, oh no, John O'Webb's like, oh, yeah, I'm oh. going to do it. <laughs> I was six Can't fastest in the co-driving. I was six, six fastest in the co-driving. I'm, I'm going to go. What do you reckon LeBrock, uh, not LeBrock, Webb's just going to be like, you know what, I'll drive that second car for Team Sydney. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised, but I don't know, just his arrogance when he was being interviewed really annoyed me. Like, come on, man, you just, like, kicked him out of the car then rubbished him on TV. I thought, like, it could be any worse. Like, I think you've got to give LeBrock a bit more credit for driving your junk car as well as he has. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, Webb didn't do the worst job in the car, but... No, he didn't actually. Well, that first qualifying, he was like two seconds off pace, but um, Sunday he was a lot better. He was a lot better. Apparently, they're, um, LeBrock and Webb are in the lead for the Amarok Hard Chargers Award. I did see that, yeah. I was... Which I was listening to the Below the Bonnet podcast today, and they were saying that's basically an award for the worst qualifier. Because like, if you qualify at the front, you're never going to get it. Yeah, that... That's that's a good point. I kind of think that it's like, well, if you're going really well, you'd not pass many people. <laughs> well, like I think Waters is like the lowest on the grid with like a minus score because he's qualified quite well but had bad results. Chaz is really bad as well. Scotty's dropped positions. Um, I think Shane's only made two positions or two or three positions this Enduro Cup. Wow. <laughs> It's like if you qualify at the front, you're not making positions. It's if you're qualifying right at the back, that's where your positions are getting made. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's, that is a pretty good point. Like, here's a bunch of cash because clearly you need it. Your car sucks at qualifying. Yeah. Um, in other news that sort of come out, I mean, we should. I know we're very late to the party because we kind of missed an episode, but DJR did get the biggest fine in supercar history after the Bathurst debacle. Yeah, is it really big enough, though? I think everyone's had this conversation and we have missed the boat on it, but I don't think it's big enough. <laughs> no, it's not big enough. And bloody Roger Penske just went and bought IndyCar yesterday, today. Yeah, <laughs> and you know the amount of things I've seen? Oh, bought yourself a Bathurst, now you bought IndyCar? Oh, there you go. Not only did he buy IndyCar, he bought the Indianapolis Motorsport Speedway. He's like, stop it, I'll take the whole lot. Like, that dude is crazy rich, man, like, like Rich, that's so that's like two hundred and fifty grand. He's like, Oh yeah, I'll pay the whole thing if you want, if you let me do it again. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess What's... that's pretty much what it is, isn't it? Like do it again, we'll find you another hundred K. Yeah. Okay. Oh, scary, scary. <laughs> I stand there only... baby and holds up the field. <laughs> <laughs> Just because I can afford to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Penske would be there with a big check, like a big Novelty size check for the hundred k, like you just won the prices right or something. <laughs> That's well, awesome. The good thing about it, like, so he did. They did get docked three hundred championship points. Fabian did get neglated back to last finisher. So I think he finished twenty first or something overall. So they lost four hundred and eighty three points, I believe, for from Bathurst, like the team did. That's not bad. And that has brought Red Bull back into the team championship. It's, which I it's, like. it's made this championship kind of interesting again because I'm like, well, let's let's worry about the team championship. Yeah, don't worry about Scotty and his second on the trot. 
Um, like, because seriously, that's going to happen. Oh, I know. Like, he can't <laughs> do it Saturday now. Even if he wins the race on Saturday and Shane gets a DNF, he's still going to be like eight points shy of clinching the title on Saturday. Yeah, righto. Oh, well. Either way, he needs to have some pretty massive accidents like he did yeah. <laughs> to sort of not win the championship. But I can't really see something that big happening to him again. No, no, I can't see that at all. He's, it was very odd. The way Scotty was driving on the this weekend, or last weekend, sorry, was it wasn't Scotty-like. He was driving that thing on edge. Yeah, it didn't look smooth. And... But that was kind of him at the Gold Coast last year as well. Just not a good track for him. No, it's really not. Like, because he clipped the wall Saturday, both sides of the car, during yeah. practice or qualifying? Qualifying. Yeah, I think it was qualifying, yeah. And then he, well, he obviously did that big shunt in Sunday. And how, like, we unfortunately were not near a screen when that happened. We were right near a flagging post, so we saw the red flag come out. Going, Maca must have hit the wall. <laughs> yeah. But someone's probably just put it into a wall, wonder what it was. And then I can't remember how we actually found out. Did we jump on the KO? Oh, well, at first it was just, we're standing there with my old man. My old man goes, I think it might be Scotty. He doesn't come past. Like, nah, it wouldn't be him. Oh, yeah, it is. Because, <laughs> yeah, he jumped on KO and checked it out yeah it was a massive hit but how good was it to see him he got out of that car and walked away from that yeah which is really good because that was a mass that was two massive impacts like a 30g plus and a 40g plus impact (laughs) like silver lining is look how safe our cars are 10 years ago somebody might have died well maybe not well you only need to look at was it when did Chaz smash the wall at Bathurst and broke his leg? Like, oh, 2015? Two. Didn't he won in 16? No. Uh, I reckon it was a bit longer than that. 14. Either way, it was one of those ones. And that's also when they brought the, I think the wheels were just tethered, but that brought in leg protection. What this yeah. race is, what this accident's going to bring in is shock absorber tethering. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was a pretty freak accident, though. Like, it's not often that something like that's going to happen. No, but I think it does. It, they could be able to tether it, but to be honest. How many tethers are going to be te- His wheels were tethered, and one of them still didn't stay on the car. Yeah, exactly. That's where it's like, this is a massive, like, huge accident. Like, how often do cars really hit that hard? Remember, they do tell you motorsport is dangerous. When do you just say that? Yeah. You know, like, I guess I got to do something too because it did land on somebody's balcony, smashed their table, and broke their esky. I'm sure. Luckily, the, the no MP owner will be annoyed by that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, apparently they gave the shock absorber back to DJR. All right. I hope they got something for it. Did you keep it if it was your balcony? I don't know. Like it's a broken race car part. Like, oh, it's kind of cool, but. If they, yeah, but that's that is the one from Scottish Championship winning car. That is a good point, actually. And also, like, what are they going to offer you? A I, bunch of merch? Penske merch is boring. Yeah, I wouldn't have posted that on the internet, but I don't do social media anyway, so I would have been like, they would have known where it went. Yeah, exactly. What happened to that shock? I don't know. I'm just looking at it. 
but it has yeah actually i probably would have kept it (laughs) yeah i think a lot of the teams do ask for them back um I know a lot of the smaller teams definitely ask for it back because they're like, we kind of need these parts. I think it was last year at Bathurst, the team Well, if it was lost Bathurst the sh- Racing, I'd give it back. Yeah. Penske yeah. could probably afford another one, considering he makes shocks yeah. for other race series. Like, I think yep. he needs another one. <laughs> but it's been an expensive weekend for Penske that weekend. He got the $250,000 fine, and they rode off like probably a car that cost them half a million dollars to make. And they're going to rebuild it. Too. They did rebuild it. Oh, no, yeah. sorry. They've rebuilt Scotty's new one. Have you seen yeah, that, but, fo- that video? I haven't seen the video, but I've seen photos. Um, but, yeah, because he, he likes to keep all his like ridiculously successful cars. So yeah. I read a thing Ryan Story say, yeah, we're going to make it. It'll never race again. It would we'll never race it again. It's going to be display. But apparently yeah. it's got to stay in. it's going to stay in the DJR um headquarters in australia for a year before it will get shipped off to america it's something to do with that it's too new of a car to send it overseas the way that supercars work is you go we we're not they don't export out their new cars uh, until yeah. they're and be like secret testing <laughs> yeah exactly otherwise i think they've got to cut the floor out of it or saying and um ryan's story said that's a, a bathurst winning car we're not chopping it up you know, we'd rather send it away as it is. Yeah. But it's going to be converted back to the way it was at Bathurst, which every Not all the components <laughs> all the all the components in that car weren't from Bathurst. So they took everything out of the car from what Bathurst what it ran at Bathurst and rebuilt it for Gold Coast. Ah, uh, right. And then they're pretty much going boom. They're going to put it back to all Bathurst spec, put everything back in it. Even Scotty wanted to buy the steering wheel because he dented the steering wheel at the end of the race when he smashed it with his fists and he wanted to keep that but they're like no that's going back on the car like fuck you roger (laughs) (laughs) um anyway should we we do you want touch a little bit how good were the super trucks yeah they actually were pretty cool i know know, i've spoken about how i'm not a big fan but they were actually quite good on the weekend and the and entertainment you... value was like oh, that's just something you don't see every day like wow that's pretty cool <laughs> i think there was there was more of them this year has to be yeah i reckon there was a bigger field for sure they're doing an eight round calendar next year that's, that's really, pretty good that's a pretty big calendar for they're coming back to darwin i thought they wouldn't be coming back yeah. after. well, well they're, they're not going, going back to mitchell, to mitchell street, street. Yeah, Mitchell Street drags. <laughs> oh, but I asked a bouncer. <laughs> yeah. He only cares about what's happening behind them doors, mate. <laughs> yeah, whatever you like out there. Um, yeah, no, they were really cool. Um, but they have like two, three races? Three races, I think. Yeah. I think they could have been on more, to be honest. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. That's why I was like, was there like, any I think race? they didn't go on. Did they hit the track on Friday? I don't think they did. Not till really late in the afternoon. Yeah. That was like the last thing on in the afternoon. It was interesting. Are you going to go next year now it's a night race? Yeah, sure. Like, I thought we talked about this. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> this is publicly, this is on. Like, <laughs> I'm trying to get your opinion on the night race that people can hear. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, definitely, man. I reckon it's a really cool idea for a night race there because it's the kind of place where it's a nightlife sort of thing. And yeah, I reckon a night race is a wicked idea in the Gold Coast. I wonder how they're going to run it, though. Are they going to race on Sunday night? I don't know. I'd I mean, love why to not? see an enduro that runs from like four in the afternoon. You just do 600Ks. Go for it. <laughs> That's what they should do. They should do qualifying session or something on the. But this this whole this is what we were talking about. The two top ten shootouts, the Saturday one and the Sunday one. Yeah. Shouldn't they do a co-driver shootout? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's yeah. I reckon they should. Why not? Like a co-driver shootout, but also they probably don't want to risk putting a co-driver in the car, and you know having what happened to happen to Chaz. To yeah, but that could have happened. Field. Any that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You had two of the best drivers on the field put it into the wall. What's that stop? Why would the co-drivers, you know, I know that's basically saying the co-drivers could do it as well, but anyone could have done it. Yeah, that's true. It's just you're not going to get the most fastest laps, but I think it'd be interesting. It's no different than the co-driver race this weekend well, coming up. It would completely change the face of the top 10 because you'd be like, well, how's this going to pan out? Because co-drivers are not evenly matched across teams. No, and we've <laughs> we have seen that so much this year in the Enduro Cup that the likes of Caruso is doing a great job. Well, when you've got like drivers that are like just coming out of like full term drives, and then this is their first year co-driving, their confidence is going to be so high. Like Triple Eight's co-drivers have won more races than the main game drivers. Gartan has yeah. won more races than Shane Van Gisbergen. Lounge has won more races than... No, he hasn't. Nah, he can't have. Not a chance. But... Uh, Garth has won more than Shane. Still, like, they've got ridiculous... That's the best driver lineup for the for the injuries this year. Like, yeah. They nailed that. Like, making that phone call as soon as you found out Tander didn't have a job, probably the best thing Roland did. <laughs> well, like, even, like, Tickford with Caruso... He Caruso did a double stint on That's Sunday's That's a really race. good pickup because it's not like he was off game when he left. He just was in no, the Nissan. He just didn't have the Nissan backing, and they, yeah, basically he lost the Nissan backing. I think that's what it was. Yeah, he wasn't like definitely wasn't slow. Just no. wasn't in a great car either. What's your thoughts? GRM's gone. I know we're a bit all over the shop, but it's it's hard to try and remember how we're going to talk about all of this with missing a week. So we're just going to jump all over it. I've got some topics I want to talk about. GRM yeah. is gone at the that end sucks. of the season. Um, did you watch Gary's little um, announcement? That was kind of sad to watch because you could see he was getting quite upset during it. But I I haven't actually, to be honest. I I should, but I knew it was emotional, so I didn't really want to watch it. I don't want to watch an old man cry because it'll make me cry. And I don't Pretty want to much. talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it was, um, I was, he just kind of covered the history and, you know, where they're at. And, and yeah, he did make it very clear. He's like, we're not shutting down. They're still running the S5000s. They're still running the TCR. Yeah, yeah. Not really going away. But one thing I, I did th- find interesting, I seen an interview with him. They, they sort of said, you know, given the opportunity, would you come back to supercars? And he said, look, never say never, but with the way things are going, probably not. <laughs> I think it's because the cost of supercars is going crazy. Yeah, and 
you just like privateers just can't afford it. I'm surprised MSR went to two cars with like. I honestly didn't think they were going to do that, but I think they had no choice but to. I honestly think now in supercars, with how competitive it is, you need to have two cars. You need to be able to control your own pit boom, and yeah, that's you true. need you need the data from the other cars. The more cars yeah. data you can get, you can get triple eights all you want, but I think you're, you're better off having your own. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Um, so yeah, I guess they have to, but the cost is more. What I was sort of. Oh, it is, and this is why they they. Some of your smaller teams are pushing for multiple main game drivers under one rec license. So you could have the likes of, say, um, say Gary Jacobson and uh, not Jack LeBrock. Like Jack Smith. Jack Smith, say, share, share, a, share a drive throughout the year. So say there's, there's 15 races or whatever, next 15 rounds next year. One does seven, the other one does eight. But yeah. then they could also team up to do the enduro. But this is what the likes of BJR and Betty don't, uh, Betty Kaminko don't like. That's well, kind of unfair because well, you basically got two main game drivers driving together. Yeah, and then yeah, exactly. You've got two guys that have a decent amount of exposure to the cars driving together at an endurance race, which is which is the whole why they didn't let two main game in one car. To begin mm. with, anyway. Yep. I can see there's water in that argument, yeah. But and I, I don't know. It, I like, wouldn't it be better for someone to just to have a car for the whole season? Like, yeah, it is. I don't. There's no prize money in supercars. No. So that doesn't really affect anything. So, but it's just like, well, how are we going to get a bit more share of the pie for all the teams? How yeah. we like surely. Supercars profitable? Like, are they making money? I thought the way this is structured is supercars, like the teams own, say, 40% of the actual supercars. So should we get 40% of the money split? I guess, but, like, is it really all that profitable at the moment? I don't think it is. Like, they were saying at the track, you know, oh, like, record numbers. Like, I don't know, man. It was pretty easy to walk around there and, other years I've been, I reckon there's been more people there. <laughs> Can't. They said it was the biggest crowd they've had in years, since like indie years. It was 200 and, there was 196,000 or something. It was just shy of 200,000 people there over the three days, mind you. Yeah, exactly. It's sort of like, uh, I don't know how much I'm buying into those numbers. Just because it be didn't. Profitable. <laughs> Hidden Valley's going up 30 bucks next year. I've seen that. That's not cool. As after we run around telling everyone, Darwin, best value, cheapest yeah, ticket. It's $99. Now it's $129. Buy them before the 1st of January. Which yes, we've, we've only got a, a two months to get the tickets organized. Oh, well, should get onto that. Should. Um, but yeah, so that pretty much puts Hidden Valley on par with every other round. But sort of, you don't mind paying that for him. Like you do. But there's still value in it, I think. Yeah, like yeah. You see so much more. I'll tell you yeah. what. We had general admission this weekend, and we watched the big screen. Yeah, we did. Like, it was On Sunday, hanging. we sat in front of a TV. I was, just, was it the last lap or something? I said to you, like, should we go see the cars? Like, <laughs> yeah. Should we go near the fence? 
it was more of an ambience thing. Like, oh, look, they're behind me, but I'm going to watch it on the TV so I can actually see what's going yeah, on. Yeah. It's cool how close you can get to the um, actual track at the Gold Coast, though. Like, oh, when Shane did his big skid on Sunday, we were right there. He, he was doing the little shaka bra thing to us, I swear. We were that close. <laughs> he looked at us and went shaka bra. Yeah. I was picking rubber out of my teeth, man. That was, yeah, that was really cool. That was a good spot to be. But, yeah, without paying for, like, you know, $400 grandstand tickets, you don't really see too much track action. But it is a cool atmosphere to be in to watch the race and stuff, you know. Uh, it was. I had a great time. It was so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> Mixing it up with randoms. That guy with the wig on the balcony. I hope he's not dead. He was still there Sunday afternoon, so I think he got through it. We <laughs> must have been in front of the biggest party tower. I reckon so. Because <clears throat> the other ones look, you looked at, there wasn't much going on. Nah, but also that one was a service department that advertised, like, come here for the uh, Gold Coast. Which I think that's the one we need to go to next year. Yeah, we should, like, really look into that soon because I want to do that. That was out, yeah. Um. So in other news, back to jumping around after the DJR fine, Supercars is looking at adjusting team orders rule change. So they're looking into the team orders rules because apparently it's a bit vague, and especially after this weekend where Red Bull instructed their drivers to not, you know, do not fight, hold position, and then you get everyone going, well, why can Triple Eight do team orders and DJR can't? Not really the same thing, though. No. Team orders are allowed internally and team if you're not affecting other people's outcome that's why uh, they ruined everyone's bathers everyone's yeah yeah. (laughs) that one wasn't (laughs) affecting that was that affected everyone's one where the the teams are allowed to like go to your drivers you can hold position or you can swap that's why pukekoe last year um when wincut was running low on fuel doing my quotation marks and let yeah, Shane yeah. pass the start finish line that was allowed because it didn't adjust it only changed those two cars positions it didn't affect everyone else's race yeah yeah it's only within the team and I'm, that's fine that doesn't bother me because you know you played a championship advantage and stuff like that so yeah why not but <clears throat> like holding up the field the way Fabian did is not the same thing as telling your two drivers in one and two to stay at the front the way they are Especially when you're like, you don't want to risk the two drivers crashing into each other. And at what Red Bull were doing this, like last weekend at the Gold Coast, was maximizing points in the team's championship. Yeah, exactly. And so you don't want to risk, like, you know, what if we, what if old mate decides, no, I'm not going to let him pass, or, you know, Mm. they just get a little bit tangled up on a track like that. It's not going to end well. So, yeah, I can understand why they did it. And another thing they're looking at is changes to the safety car procedures. So possible pit lane closures or a virtual safety car. I don't mind. Well, it depends. Virtual safety car for like, you know, we're picking something up off the track or whatever. But yeah, I don't know. I don't really like virtual safety cars, to be honest. Virtual safety car, I would be happy for things like Davey Reynolds in New Zealand, where he was just, you know, his throttle cable came off. And he was if you're driving at 2%. Yeah, if you're going to a virtual safety car, though, pit lane should be closed. Normal safety car, keep it open. Virtual safety car, close it. Because that's not pausing the race. Yeah, true. 
I just I don't like the idea of closing pit lane. I know we trialed this in uh, Phillip Island at the start. I don't. But if you want to do a virtual safety car, it's a bit like what Paul Dressel was going on about last time we was talking yeah. about this. Um, you're not really – if the idea is to <clears throat> hold the race where it is, you're not doing that if you leave pit lane open, really. Because, no, you're not. Well, you know, because like, you're pitting while people are forced to do 60Ks an hour. Yeah, or lower the speed limit in the pits. Yeah, <laughs> just 30 or something. <laughs> But, um, like t- 10. Yeah. Because if virtual safety car is just something quick and minor, then you should close pit lane. But I mm. agree, don't close pit lane for a safety car. Yeah. Um, were you standout drivers in the Gold Coast 600 this year? What was your, your things you really liked about it? I loved Lounsey's start off the line on Sunday. Like Red Bull were just on point all weekend. They were just really well. Mm-hmm. Every every like we were watching qualifying on Sunday before Scotty's accident. Yeah. Um, him and Shane were just like swapping times the whole yeah. weekend. Like Red Bull were just like, "Nah, man, we got you this time." <laughs> yep. But like I was saying, it wasn't. It was not been Scotty's track for the last few years. And no, like, and it's not like an aero track at all. Yeah, I think it's more a, it's not a DJR track. <laughs> not really yeah. Scotty. So it'll be interesting when we go to Sandown, which I think, um, bit you more know, flowy. it's going to be a bit more flowy. The cars aren't going to have as much rear wing on them. And I think the Mustangs can take more rear wing off than what the, the ZBs can, because the ZBs have now stuck that little gurney flap thing on the back of them. And, ah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's, and that's not adjustable, obviously. Yeah. I tell yeah. you, I can't wait for next year. At the end of the year, we, we rip all this arrow off the cars because there was bugger all passing in the last few races. Yeah, actually, I had a guy at work ask me about this. He's like, why is the racing like not as good as it used to be? Like, nothing happens anymore. And I was like, that's all about the arrow. And then started explaining that, and he just did not care. He was just like, yeah, but like, I don't care if they're going faster, it's boring. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, I know. And that's what it was. I, I remember back in the day, you used to describe the V8 supercars as a high-powered brick in the wind. Yeah, exactly. And now we're talking about aero. And then when casual people that just want to watch some racing, you know, they sort of, you need them around mm-hmm. to keep numbers up. I'm just going, I don't care. That's boring. Like, I do not care about aero because I'm not an aerodynamicist or, you know, an engineer or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, Formula One just released their 2021 cars and they've ripped a lot of aero off of them. I know they're going for this ground effect, which I'm really interested to see. I think it's like this motorsport in general is starting, like, especially supercars and F1, it's starting to shift from how do we make these things quicker to how do we make these things racier again? Because yeah. we've gone, been chasing faster and faster and faster for so long that it's like the cars don't work as a race car anymore. Let's be honest. We do not want to go down the path of DTM. No, because that was, I was excited when that came back. When I started watching it like, this is boring. It's just like, follow the leader Mm -hmm. for an hour and a half. (laughs) Yep. But I'm excited about the F1 changes. Yeah. The F1 changes. DTM's wicked. 
<laughs> they're wicked, they're fast, but they can't race each other. No. <laughs> so I actually watched a bit of the um, MotoGP. MotoGP, bikes, a bit boring. Lots of passing, though. No arrow yeah. in bikes. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I've never been a motorbike guy, so I think... I don't think I'd ever say that motorbike racing is boring. It's just not for me. <laughs> yeah. But I tell you what, mate. Like They've had so many races this year. They've come down to like the last lap. Like passes on the last lap for the lead. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I should start watching motorbike racing then if I want to see some racing. <laughs> well, I think there's only a couple more rounds left of the year. So Mark Marquez wrap, uh, wrapped up the championship. So. Oh, right. And they're going to fix supercars for next year, so scratch that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, don't, we don't have to go down the route of the bikes. Yeah, so this the um, Formula One cars for 2021, That's they pretty look exciting. pretty good. Yeah, I yeah. believe that, are they all pretty much running the same body now? Is that the it way it was going to work? Kind of looked that way. Because but... I remember that they did a study, or they, Formula One released something going, we got everyone's car, put it in a silhouette, and ask fans to tell the difference between them, and you couldn't. Because that's when people are like, oh, but, you know, the body shape, that's how people define the cars, like purists were. And they're like, yeah, but the general fan can't tell the difference, and they all look the same. But they all do, like, because they've all got the same set of rules, and they're all a bunch of smart dudes, so they've already found, like, the, the basics way. of, like, the basics of what's really quick. The stuff that they're playing with is, like, so finite and tiny little differences but i'd say most of them are you know at a baseline in a very similar position that's why they all look the same <laughs> they do i've just brought up a picture of them so we can kind of see what we're talking about yeah yeah checking it out. they um I, I don't mind them i love the idea of more ground effect i can yeah, see that if I mean, it doesn't really matter. I was talking about this um, last night, oh, Saturday night to a couple of mates, and they were asking what, you know, everyone was talking their opinions of it. Um, and I was like, oh, my only issue is, is I can see some, if you got any little bit of floor damage, your race is done. But then someone pointed out that, well, that's the same at, at the current out. point of time. But like, say, was it Mexico Grand Prix? Hamilton had some floor damage from getting hit by... Verstappen? Yeah, so that was right at the start of the race, too. If that happened in 2021, he wouldn't be able to continue. Yeah, true. Because the way that the, the ground effect works is you've got to have that. Your floor yeah, is going to yeah. have to be strong. It's got the Venturi vortex underneath it, which is sucking it to the ground. If you break a little bit of that, there goes yeah. your pressure. Yeah, exactly, because it's escaping out the side now. Yeah, that's a pretty good point. Um, but I guess, like, F1 cars are pretty fragile as it is. So. Yeah. Most of the time, like hitting someone's like not, it doesn't always ruin your race, but it's certainly not the best race now. <laughs> no, no. That's what we're saying. I, we, when we watched the Mexican Grand Prix after the Gold Coast, we were saying, I want to see Max in like a supercar or something because he will, his passes from Battery Bottas through the stadium section in Mexico. He would was be almost. Amazing touring car driver. <laughs> yeah. He was just like pushing them up the inside, like, not nah, get out of my way, like, boom. Wasn't afraid to make contact. Granted, that come back and bit him in the ass and just <laughs> he busted his rear tire because he clipped it yeah. on the um, spoiler of Bottas. But, but Rubbin's yeah. racing, mate. Yeah, no, I reckon that was pretty cool. Um, 
And yeah, it would be sweet to see him like in a supercar or even like a TCR or something. It could be interesting. Bring him supercars. Yeah, why not? We need to, we need to make sure that the Bathurst doesn't clash with the Japanese Grand Prix, and Red Bull should just bring both their supercar, their Formula One drivers over to Australia and do another Red Bull car. Wild card. That'd be, yep. That would be interesting. I doubt it would happen. Though. Never gonna happen. <laughs> Never going to happen. Um, another thing they're going to bring in in 2021 is a budget cap or a salary cap. And yeah, it's but... only on performance. So it's not including the payment to the top three people and the drivers. Yeah, I was going to say, it doesn't include drivers. It shows drivers and like, I don't sweet. think it doesn't include marketing as well, which is good. Yeah, well, that's good. Um, but I guess that's really where you need to put your cap is on your development of the car, not so much. Like, you pay your drivers as much as you want. If you want to pay Daniel Ricciardo $50 million or whatever it is, go ahead. Why not? Like more luck to him. Um, but yeah, if you're outspending the competition, like Mercedes clearly did. And yeah, you watch documentaries about the rise of Mercedes. It's like those years before Hamilton turned up, they were just building and spending shitloads of cash. <laughs> uh, yeah. And it's, I mean, it came out that Red Bull spent 550 million euro or 550 million Australian dollars in a season. That's crazy. Like, two years ago. <laughs> That's like... But the thing about this, this budget cap of 175 million US dollars, that's more than what Racing Point currently operate. Yeah, that's still a lot of money, hey. <laughs> like, it's not, and it's not a tiny cap, so I guess I can't really complain. But at least no, but I think it's not, it's not aimed at the smaller teams. It's not like Williams just spending too much money. Yeah, it's... God damn it, Williams. <laughs> Williams wishes they had a budget of $175 million. Ah, oh, we'd be like maybe 15. What? They'd be maybe fifteen, like. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, some some more standardized parts as well, which I think is good because we're deaf. That's going to reduce the cost of cars, and you're going to weigh a little bit more. But I think it's. I'm I'm excited. Uh, They're yeah. keeping the same hybrid engines as well. That's fine. A lot of money's been spent there. They've got to get the money, the um, the life out of them. That doesn't really bother me. We're never going back to a V8 or a V10 that people wanted. No, you know, you yell and scream all you like. You might as well tell them, like, how to improve what they've got because they're never going to go backwards. Exactly. Um, do you think much is going to change next year in the pecking order? No. If Ferrari find a bit more balance between power and uh, downforce, they might be a bit more competitive. They might be a bit more competitive from the start if they pick up where they're leaving off. But, no, <laughs> probably not. Well, we posted a thing to our little chat group today about showing the breakdown of Ferrari versus Mercedes for this year. Mercedes got nine poles. Ferrari's got nine poles. Ferrari's got three race wins. Mercedes got 14. Yeah, Ferrari can't convert. Like, I think I said it, I was saying in the chat, it's like, they're... They're always trying to be clever with strategy and trying to outthink Mercedes, and they trip over themselves. And Mercedes is laughing at, "Thanks for the win, y'all." <laughs> yeah, but I also think that's what I think JD raised a good point was it was Ferrari have got that higher higher engine package which they use for qualifying, but they don't can't really use it in the race. Yeah, that's 
true too because don't get the space and it probably won't last. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it's also that Ferrari have just been doing really bad strategy calls, which is really it's, – it's a shame because – Ferrari haven't really won – well, they haven't won a world championship since 2007 with Kimi. And yeah, what, in that – it's been 12 years now. And how many times have they looked like they've been in a position to maybe win it? Two, three, four times max? Yeah, I think it was once or twice like with Alonso. Alonso almost won it twice, 2010 and 2012. <laughs> yeah, still, even that's a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. It's it's been a while. It has been a while. Hopefully, it'd be nice to see them break the drought. Like hopefully, twenty twenty one helps them out. But it could also hurt them if if this evens it up the way that they're hoping. It could hurt them too. Like bringing other teams to them. It's like we've got enough competition with Mercedes. Leave us alone. <laughs> yeah, I and would really like Red Bull coming up behind them. They're not that far yeah. off. I would really like these regs to be able to. You know, I think we're still going to have the top three teams because, of course. Personnel is going to gravitate to the the high performing teams, and they, at the moment oh. it is the three teams. But if we could have, like, say, a Racing Point or a, hell, either a Renault or a McLaren, I'd love to see McLaren be able to like get some wins again. Yeah, that's that, that's awesome. Like, and they're going back to Mercedes engines too. Which mm. is, yeah, you kind of wish they were doing that next year, but yeah, their package is built around that Renault at the moment, so it's probably easier just to stay put. Well, but, McLaren have wrapped up the Formula 1.5 World Championship. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, they've done really well this year compared to how they have been in the last like five, six years even. Mm. It's been fantastic. Um, we should probably touch on Lewis a little bit. He did just claim his sixth World Driver Championship last yeah, night. Right yeah, 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 like it's a surprise. <laughs> but no, well done. He's he come into the, the US Grand Prix needing to finish 7th or 8th. Eighth. Eighth, sure. It doesn't matter where Bottas finished. He just needed to finish 8th. Um, finished 2nd. Qualified 5th, though. Yeah, I didn't really... I honestly didn't catch much of the F1 because of the weird times it's on when it's in the US for us. I know, it's like... And because of the season's kind of all wrapped up, and then it's like, oh, get up at 4 o'clock in the morning to watch the race? I'm like, no, thank you. <laughs> no, no, it's not going to happen. Well, it starts at 5.10 here, which is like only half an hour before I get up for work. But I watched the start of the race and just kind of, oh, I'm going I, I watched the last three laps of the race because that's when I got up to go to work. Yeah, so I uh, didn't catch too much. So, yeah, I don't really know what happened in qualifying is where I was going with that. Yeah, pretty much. Me too. Um, <laughs> Sebastian Vettel had suspension failure. I did see that. I did that see was... that too. I'd seen the videos of that and everything. That was pretty crazy. Like, yeah, it was it's... so early on in the race. And, like, he didn't do anything unbeknownst. Like, he, yeah, he was running wide at turn nine, but everyone ran wide at turn nine. Yeah, and then the but... whole, just that back end of the car just went floppy. Like, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm liking to see Bottas win a few races. Like, maybe if he wins a bit more, he'll close that gap. He can't win it. But if he can just close the gap so it doesn't look as bad. Yeah, that'd be nice. Like, it'd be good if he could just, like, actually attack Hamilton. Like, come on. Give him a run in the championship. Like, early on in the year, it's like, oh, he might, but he didn't really. 
Yeah, he's sort of... Stop doing it as you're old and just give it to him. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I want to touch on the Mexican Grand Prix a little bit. At the end of it, with the podium... Wait, which pit are you talking about? Are you talking about Mariachi Man or... Uh, We'll talk about Mariachi Man (laughs) after this bit. (laughs) I'm talking about when the first... the, The... Third and who finished third at that one? Was it uh, Max? No, it wasn't Max. It was Bottas. Yeah, yeah, it was two Mercedes and a Ferrari. Yeah, yeah so it was a Bottas and uh, Vettel on the podium. And then I was like, "Where's, where's Hamilton?" And even, even for like Vettel was looking around the back, going, "Where is he?" And all of a sudden, the car comes up from underneath and popped up on the podium. It was the first time they had a car on a Formula One podium. It's very um. It's a, it's a big spectacle. I guess it was kind of cool. It would have been way more cool if he'd actually wrapped up the championship at that point because it's kind of... I think that's what they were thinking. <laughs> yeah, they're like, ah, he's got this. This is done and done. Bottas had to go and finish third. Yeah. <laughs> you bastard. But it looked pretty cool. And then Mariachi Man was just... I seen him all throughout. Like He was at the start of the race as well. And I was like, what's this guy doing? He's always doing the exact same dance move, too. It's just hilarious. Like, is that a robot or a man? And then I kind of felt sorry for him. But he was clearly just doing what he's told to do. Like, go up, be, you know. Go up there, the podium, get him with the then, drivers. <laughs> then Seb's like, go away, go away. Which I can understand where Seb's coming from on that. It's like, dude. like Now can... we're getting the photo of all the podium people. Mariachi Man does not, didn't win <laughs> a race, didn't place. Or he's Didn't been like banging his arm in the air all race. He's been doing that for a good four or five hours at that point. <laughs> but it was just like, it was like cringy to watch. It was awkward. It was. Oh, that wasn't a good call. <laughs> and then Vettel's come out and said that he doesn't like the shitty trophies that they get. Didn't, Didn't like Mexicans won. Well, because it's like, it's got Heineken written all over it. Yeah, it did look kind of like an ad. Like, yeah. Like, Oh, this is a new Heineken bar tap. <laughs> I, I can understand where he's coming from. It was like I think trophies should. I quite like um, like the Australian Grand Prix trophy is the steering wheel of Jack Bradham. Yeah, and you know other trophies. I, I really like the Montreal trophies. I think they look really cool. I think. Sh- I would like to see a st- not a standardized tro- trophy and definitely not the big stupid sized trophies that they give out at V8 Supercars sometimes. Yeah. Some of them are like ridiculous. Like you won Saturday's race. You're like, I got to take this home now. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you think some of the drivers are embarrassed at how big some of the trophies are that they give them at Supercars? Because they just look tacky. Yeah. yeah. It's like, would you win something, mate? <laughs> like, I, w- I would take the Heineken trophy over those big trophies that they're handing out at Ipswich. Oh, you know, yeah, they were ridiculous. Like, it's just Ipswich, mate. It's nothing special. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, well, we're going to have, I know we're going to have a, it's a double episode, but we'll probably have a, it's a quicker-ish episode. Let's chat about Sandown, because we're going there next. Yes. We've got your tips. So who's your tip for Sandown? I'm with SVG because I reckon he's going to have a bit of fire under him after the Gold Coast. Mm-hmm. That's that's a pretty good pick. JD's going Waters, and um, I'm going Wind Cup. 
He, yeah. he did say he was going to go Chaz, but he doesn't uh-huh. believe Chaz is in the right mindset. No. I'd have to agree with that. Like, Mathis was a shocker. Gold Coast was, well, what happened to him at the Gold Coast. And then, yeah, it, it's a good call to go Waters over Mostert. I think that out of who's left, because I was pretty quick on the SVG call. <laughs> yeah, and I, I so regret not picking Win Cup at the Gold Coast last round. I can't believe none of this did. I'm, uh, Dude, you're I'm, only three points behind me. <laughs> that's right. Oh, because you got like, yeah, you had a shocking weekend last weekend. I've had a shocking run since the second half of the year. <laughs> I, I haven't put a point up in like ages. JD's now trotted away. He's on 12 points. I'm on nine. You're on six. Oh. Yeah, I think JD's got this. He's... It's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> it's crap. I, don't, I, don't I think like we're gonna we're gonna change change the rules. You have to be here to get your points in. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. I'll never be there. <laughs> oh, I don't know, man. <laughs> You've been filling in. Oh, sorry. I was realized what you mean, like on the show. I'm like, oh, I'm not gonna be yeah, in yeah. Darwin. What the hell? No, no. <laughs> on, on the show. You have to be on the show. Yeah, right. Gotcha. <laughs> we did offer you up double points last week. If if you got Holsworth had a win, you would have got two points. And then you would have only been one point behind me. Um, <laughs> Holdsworth, what was I thinking? You caught me at the wrong time when you sent me that <laughs> message. Like, oh, I can't believe none of us picked Win Cup. Like, Holdsworth. Like, what a... Yeah. <laughs> no. Not proud of that. And then when I checked back after the weekend, I'm like, oh, JD probably picked someone that's not Shane, and then I was like, God damn it, he picked Shane. I'm like, God damn team orders. Because it was <laughs> funny the way that Red Bull played out that the best car was always the car and the best strategy was in second. Yeah. Yeah, that was a bit strange, wasn't it? Well, Sandown, it should be a really good race. This is the last time we're going to Sandown. Is it? Yeah, because next year it's moving to the Bends. I did realize oh, this right. um, driving home today because I was thinking, oh, yeah, because we were talking when we're at the Gold Coast, we're having a chat about seeing what rounds we could do next year and Gold Coast and um, uh, your your old man's moving to Melbourne. So we're like, oh, there's a place to say we'll go to Sandown. No, and then, right. yeah, I was like, oh, that's right. It's going to the Bend. Oh, well, he's not that far from the Bend. It's only like a six-hour drive. Yeah. Well, is it closer to go from Adelaide, like just hire a car and drive? Probably, but that's <laughs> just... Yeah, just thinking knock out a free trip to my parents as well at the same time. That's a benefit for me. (laughs) I had a great weekend with your parents this last weekend. It was pretty good fun. It was good. Very much enjoyed it. Um, So thank you for letting me tag along for that. Um, We're going to wrap the show up here now. We've, yeah, so we've got the band. We've got the band. Sandown, (laughs) really good. Oh, we've got Super 2 at Sandown as well. So I think Bryce has a chance to wrap up the Super 2 Championship. I think he does, yeah. Hopefully he can. Mm-hmm. That'll be good for him. It should be really good. I would love... I've, I'm liking to see... I've seen a few articles lately talking about drivers for next year and his name's starting to pop up. Yeah, I, I hope I hope something happens, but I don't know. It's, it's so hard to say with this whole silly season. And I thought some seats would be getting confirmed by now. Like, it doesn't seem like much. We've so. only got... Three races left. We got the 500 and the two Newcastle races. And there's still like 10 seats. Like, who's going where? After Newcastle, mate. Boom, 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 boom. 
There's got to yeah. be heaps. It'd be crazy, yeah. But I just want to know. <laughs> and I do too. And because you're hearing talk of like, this is nothing against Jack Smith, but he's not really done much in Super 2s at the moment, has he? No, not really. He, um, he impressed me at Super 3 race at Gold Coast last year, but that was a very small race, wasn't it? Five cars. So Yeah, he did good in the Super 3 race. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but other than that, like, hasn't really seen too much that's, like, amazing. Because hmm. he's still got the likes of, you know, Todd Hazelwood. Where's he going to go? There's talk of him going to Walkinshaw. I think that would be not a bad move. That'd be, that'd be a good move, I'd say. Because I don't think there'd be much pressure at Walkinshaw at the moment. Um, yeah, no, I don't think there would be much pressure at Walkinshaw because they're, they're rebuilding a team. And by the sounds of it, like, not only drivers, like the whole deal. Yeah. Like if they if they feel like they need someone needs to go or something needs to change, they're going to do it. Mm-hmm. Which is what they need. Like they're a bit they stuck. Did you happen. see the supercar life thing that um, Fox Sports Australia put up on YouTube a couple of days ago? I think it must have been something from after Bathurst or whatever. It must have been no. during the Gold Coast broadcast. But they were talking. Ryan Walkinshaw openly said they're talking to other manufacturers. Oh, there you go. So he wants to bring him in. And well, then, then basically it was like um, Zach Brown and Michael Andretti all talking about how they're, they're committed to the sport. And... Oh, well, that's, that's good to hear. Like, they're a pretty big team. It'd be sad to see them go. I, I, I can't see them leaving. Not now nah, they've got that's that. That's what I was going to say. You don't buy into a race team and give it two years and not win. Yeah, exactly. Like, well, really, when you look at how long it took Penske to get where they are. Penske it was a couple like... of years good three years i reckon before they were really even looking at they got mclaughlin yeah that's what it was yeah exactly everything came into a line at the right point for them they got mclaughlin they got ludo yeah that's what's really helped them yeah some good experience in that team anyway yeah (laughs) one more thing while we're talking about walkinshaw how's courtney's form Who's he? What's he done before? Like, what's that? Oh, yeah, punting <laughs> Heingardner at the Gold Coast at the sec- first race. And then blaming him. What's he won? What's he done? Like, what have what's you done recently? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he comes third of Bathurst, but still. Yeah. Like, good luck there. Yeah. <laughs> it was error that saved him. Because Winkup <laughs> couldn't get past. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It just, I just thought it was really... Like, especially someone that's been around as long as him, how are you just going to go, oh, who's he? What's he done before? It, it must be an old, like, a people that are leaving um, Walkinshaw at the Gold Coast have brain parts because remember when Tanda did that to Fabian? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Rode his car off. Like, yeah. What? <laughs> Down the start, finish straight. Like, boom. Just, like, pushed him. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> oh. Something I want to talk about. I have been whinging about the the V8 Supercars YouTube channel for probably 103 episodes now. Yeah. <laughs> They've finally upped their game. Yeah, like their, their highlights packages are worth watching. It's not yep. a minute and a half or a six-hour race. Yep. They're Twelve now hours. getting... They've got new videos. They've got a video every week. They're doing big recaps. They've got the stadium super truck highlights. They've got, I assume they're going to have the super two highlights because I still sometimes 
they keep talking about how they want to promote Super Twos, but it's really hard to find anything about them. Like they even on the really... main game, on their main website, they don't have it up all the time. No, but they should really use that YouTube presence to push Super Twos. Well, look what Formula One have done on YouTube. They've grown their audience huge amounts because they've started posting all of this stuff. And now they're, they're doing it. Like, they're worthwhile videos to watch now. It's not just... I've just gone to their YouTube now and they've actually got the um, the round four of the Gfinity Supercar E-Series is live right now. But oh, they've got you. like all the angles of Scott McLaughlin's crash and the Gold Coast in slow motion and the press conferences and the race highlights. That's a tw- race highlight, eight it's minutes. Eight minutes and 34 seconds. That's fantastic. For a two-hour race, and Bathurst got a minute and a half or whatever it was. It was two minutes and 30 seconds for Bathurst. I think they copped it so much online. Like if you go to the Bathurst, video oh the comments on there yeah the comment just... sections on it like i think they're probably gonna say they've deleted it <laughs> you'd even just see the quality in the thumbnails instantly change all the comments six hour race and you've got a two minute highlights come on guys i didn't get to watch the race this year because i was extremely disappointed since i know how oh yeah i didn't get to watch the race this year and which is, was extremely disappointing since I know how bad you guys are making highlights. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so like anyone, can you fit comments. a six hour race into a two minute highlights? Supercars, hold my helmet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's pretty much just a little recap that Crompo does at the end of the race, isn't it? That they've posted up there. Yeah. Yep. So like, they missed like, all the crashes from a lap 101 to 161. Like, um, where everything happened in that race? <laughs> yeah. It's... They showed... There was a pole lap that they did um, where they compared Scott McLaughlin's pole lap with Chaz Mostert's lap. And the comments are like, oh, wow. That's... Like, it's 3 minutes 10, that video. And they're like, when you're on board lap... Um, the onboard one lap video is longer than the rate the supercar Bathurst 1000 highlights video. Yeah, that's it's crazy. pretty bad, but they have upped their game. So credit to them. I think they've sort of gone and watched the Formula One one and going, oh, okay, actually, just you know. do exactly that. <laughs> but yeah, all their thumbnails are changed. So it's just good. No, it doesn't. It's, it's... And their subscriber numbers have gone up. They're now up to seventy three thousand six hundred subscribers. Definitely got to give them credit because they have fixed it. And that's a good thing. Listen to your audience. Do what they're asking. Like, this is where you You've get bigger You've got all the content. Audience. People want to watch it. You only need yeah, exactly. to look at the view numbers on these videos compared well, to like what they were getting. Well, there's a video there that was uploaded four hours ago. It's already got 1,200 views. Not huge numbers, but considering they've only got 70, 73,000 subscribers, that's not bad. Yeah, <laughs> That's... Well, the, the Tasmanian race highlights only got 7,000 7, views. There you go. <laughs> but anyway, that's, you know, well done to Supercars for making their YouTube channel a lot nicer. So good on them. Um, yeah, go check it out, guys. Anyway, I'm going to wrap it up there. Thank you very much, Mitch, for filling in. Um, we should be back next week, hopefully, if all things settle down with... Um, Everyone's personal life and just work in general. It's just been a bit hectic up here at the moment. So sorry, guys, we didn't get that episode out last week. 
Um, yeah. US rounds and stuff in Mexico is really hard to watch too. I know it's a Hasselmenjing, but it's just... Yeah, it's really difficult to watch. Could you race it like night or something? Yeah, could you race like nighttime races there? It would be nice. Like, so I, I watch more NASCAR because it's on like in the mornings, yeah. at nine o'clock on a Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> what else are you going to watch? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. thank you guys. We'll see you guys next week after Bathurst. Uh, after Bathurst. After the Sandown 500. Um, if you have anything you want to write in, you can write in. You can hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash breaking late, or you can email us breaking late at gmail.com. Or you can just go to our website, which is breakinglate.com. So thank you. And yeah, we'll see you next week. Yeah. Bye.